Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Paradox and I am Jimmy. And I am Jimmy as well. This is April 12th, 2019. The year of our Lord. The year of our Lord. And we're going to be talking about, we were actually trying to do our best. Normally, Jimmy comes up with fun and exciting titles. Yeah. And today, he came up with building (laughs) self-esteem in your children. I took my I wish you could see him pointer right now. finger and slid up my glasses. That has know. the tape in between tape on the in bridge between of the, the glasses. Really black, thick glasses. Yes. And it's uh uh the, today's title is uh Building Self Esteem in, in Your ch- Child. In your child. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to do a nerd voice. Jimmy, of course. I played the nerd. He did the theatrical production of yes. the nerd and was you were the nerd the nerd and so i had him do go for it no, i'm not gonna do it now in your child <laughs> <laughs> i still have a um, a video a vhs copy of that performance mm, that's along exciting. with the nerd yes the nerd and you had like alfalfa sticking up yes okay and very high water britches mm-hmm. that hit me just south of my breasts <laughs> but i i did uh uh joseph in the amazing technicolor dream coat you were in that production by the way yeah we did any kids things any kid thing you were drug up to do it mhm and uh the preacher almost didn't let me do Little Shop of Horrors. Why? He he always let me off to do these things. And when I told him what I wanted to do, he goes, yeah, I'm not sure that's really a good idea. And I said, how come? He said, well, you know, I mean, the title alone, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, so he had never seen it. No. I think he was confusing the best little whorehouse in Texas with uh, Little Shop of Horrors. And I said, no, horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. As of horrors. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but he came through and it was Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> and don't get don't even get me started as to what I but if Dolly, and Tom Cruise have in common. Oh, I was about to say you haven't even said your one claimed actual claim this to fame. This is a claim to fame. So building self-esteem <laughs> in your child <laughs> was Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I don't even know how this happened, but they the, By the, the way, this was on TV last night. I watched it. Oh yeah, because you can't handle the truth. Well, and so I can't handle passing that up. You know, I have uh, to watch. What is it? All the president's men. Oh the, my gosh! All uh, the president's uh, men is Dustin Goodfellas. Hoffman. No, that is Gene Hackman. Uh, good. Uh, is Goodfellas Gene Hackman? A few good men. There we go. But who stars in Goodfellas? It's not. No, Gene that's Hackman. De Niro and. And all those and guys, Joe Pesci, okay. and all those guys. Yeah, a few good men is the title. So, a few good men was was a Broadway show written by Aaron Sorkin on Broadway, and then they were having the movie with Tom Cruise come out. Right, so it was on Broadway, and then it went into the national tour, 
And then the movie came out. And so they suspended the national tour because they didn't want it like competing with the movie coming out. And then had this is this the weirdest thing. They delay they delayed the opening of the movie from like June to December. And so they said, well, we're they're not gonna just ramp back up the national tour until after the movies had its run. So there was like the six-month period where uh, A Few Good Men was not playing anywhere. How the Viva Large Theater, which is sort of, it, it was an amazing theater at the time in Colleen, Texas. In Colleen, Texas. Yes, of all places. But you had like the army orchestra out there. And so when the musicals would be done, you had these amazing musicians and all this stuff. But so Ron Hahnemann, the director, I don't know how or where, got the rights to do A Few Good Men. And normally, civic theater is the last. You know, high schools and civic, they're the last people. It's a national tour, then it gets into equity houses like Zach Scott or something like that, and then it gets down to the others. And we got the rights to do this. He had to contact Jack Nicholson's office, who owned the rights to A Few Good Men, to get the costume plot. It was just the weirdest thing. So... Long story short, they needed a Lieutenant Kathy. There was a time. That I could look down and see my feet? That only you. Come on. Yes. And? Well, there was the guy who played Lieutenant Kathy on Broadway. Okay. There's the guy who played him in the national tour. Okay. There was Tom Cruise in the movie. And then there was you. And then there was me. (laughs) And so, and really, to get the role, my audition, they just really wanted to see me with my shirt off, mm-hmm. uh, and my because I was I was what's the word? Oh yeah, ripped. I yeah. was ripped uh, at the time. Actually, I thought you got the 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 part for loving yuhus. You just loved chocolate milk so much. Yes, exactly that it right. Fit. You did watch it last night. Of That's an obscure reference. Yeah, he loved yuhus. So, speaking of self esteem, we're full of it. <laughs> yes, when it comes to self esteem, people have told me I'm full of it. Really, my entire life. We're talking about self-esteem in your child. Most of the time, we understand. I, I have this marriage talk that I give to churches, and it's a fair-proofing your marriage type thing. The six principles of building a healthy marriage, and one of them is to encourage your spouse. Amen. And I was leading into that point, give the example of, often we understand that we need to build self... It's like we think our children are blank slates and we need to build them up. We need to encourage them. And I I found myself early in my marriage doing that, right? Like I would, or early into being parents, I would, after we prayed and read scripture with the kids, I would sit there and just whisper sweet nothings into their ears. So you read scripture at night. You didn't tell stories of the Doodle family. (laughs) You know, you're such a good girl. I love you so much. I'm so proud of what you did today. And then when I'd go to bed with Katie, it would be like, nah, good night, Katie. Like, we never think about encouraging our spouse. Point being, we understand we need to do this, that we need to build a healthy yes. steam within our children. But often it's like, how in the world do we do that? Because the the problem, if we need to start off talking about the problem, the problem of our kids not having healthy steam. A steam. You said healthy steam. The problem with not having healthy steam mm-hmm. is, is that sp- our clothes get really wrinkly. Exactly. But also, when we look at when we look at a kid, in fact, when we look at an adult, it's very hard to you know some some kids who struggle with self esteem. You get it. I mean, they're four foot two. They're four hundred pounds with really bad acne, and you go, oh, okay, you know, I can I can see why. But uh, oh, that movie with Adam Sandler. Oh my gosh. 
What is that movie with Adam Sandler? There's been a lot of movies with Adam Sandler. But I hate most of them. But anyway, Cloris Leachman is talking to her daughter and her her grown daughter. And Who's Cloris Leachman? An actress. I know, but I need something more. I, c- I can tell you the Adam Sandler film. I just need more. Looking at Spanglish. Happy... Spanglish was uh, the movie. <laughs> I would have never gotten there. I would have done all of his 90s yes. humor films. <laughs> so the mother-in-law, the wife's mother, which is Cloris Leachman, the old lady, tells her daughter, the mom in this movie, she goes, you know, sometimes, honey, low self-esteem is just common sense. So, I mean, sometimes it's obvious, but then other times our children, it's not obvious. A lot of times, you know, a kid is really, really, really successful because they have to be. Not because they want to be or just sort of driven. They have to be. It's like uh, uh, Robin Williams. You know, when they said, oh, boy, he's just so kind and generous. He just performed all the time for the crew. He was so loving and generous. No, he had to do that. And so sometimes the most gregarious kids... To feed himself. To feed himself. Because if people weren't laughing at him, they weren't loving him. And that was very similar to me growing up. I had to have people laugh at me all the time. And so sometimes the most outward, class president, class favorite kind of people are doing that to compensate for a low sense of self-worth. So the problem here is, especially if you see this low self-worth build toward the teen years when children are getting more independent in their actions and thought, you can take almost the top 10 teen sins, be it drug use, alcohol use, sex, I mean, you name it, and they all will funnel back to, in some degree, a low sense of self-worth. Because in order, I, I, I see being accepted by others to be so important because that gives me worth. I'm going to drop my own personal morals in order to do it. And so you really, uh, and, and, and this is when it's not so obvious in a child, you begin to see by those preteen, pre-adolescent years, and then on into adolescence, you see so much of the difficult behaviors as a direct result of them not feeling good about themselves. Our self-image is the lens by which we view all of life. And so it, you, you've seen people, it, when they walk in a room, they expect everyone to love them. And then you see others that they expect everyone not to like them. It, it taints everything. And, and speaking of, of kids that will overcompensate, and it's really sort of sometimes difficult to see whether they're struggling with this or not. A really good friend who was really high up in, in young life, he said, you know, I'm not one of these people when I walk into a room, everyone has to like me. He said, I'm one of these people when I walk in a room, everyone has to love me. And when you see someone like that, it's a, des- a direct result of them not liking themselves. Well, it's interesting. When the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what do I have to do to inherit the kingdom of God? He said, you got to love God, and you got to... Go sell everything you have. Well, that was the third. Oh. It was love God and love people, right? Yes. And he was like, well, that I've done. What else? And Jesus follows that right. up with, go sell everything. Right. But he says, you've got to love people like what? Christ loved the church. I'm asking you unfair questions that you're not answering correctly. I'm not? who love people like you love yourself. Oh, okay. There were unfair questions that I didn't prompt you ahead of time with. But point being... If you ask me another one, I'm just going to say Jesus. (laughs) God, peer pressure. Point being, Jesus understood this. You've got to love people like you love yourself. There has to be some type of self-acceptance, self-worth, self-esteem, self-love that actually then frees us up Mm -hmm. to love other people. Yes. And so, yes, when we, when we are 
when we doubt ourselves and don't have self-worth, not only do we make bad decisions, but we we make poor friends and we're manipulated emotionally by yes. other people. There can so much go wrong with not accepting ourselves and loving ourselves. This is really impacting your self-worth, isn't it? Sorry, I just paused the show. Y'all won't see that. Billy will edit it out. <laughs> Trying to figure out something to say, and then I came back on and didn't say. <laughs> I thought you were coming back on so quickly. <laughs> Man, he must have it in his back pocket now, and then nope. nothing. zippity doo. So much can go wrong when we don't love ourselves. Was what you were trying to I'm say. I'm done. <laughs> but there is. There is a, there's an emptiness. And and sometimes you you say to yourself, when you see a child who struggles with self-worth, when they especially when they get a little older into their teen years and stuff, that you wonder what went wrong. Where did this deficit come from? Where is it that they developed this view of themselves that was negative? And that's, we're not going to talk about it today, but that would be a really good thing to talk about, the whole idea of attachment. And when we can, you know, d- kids develop insecure attachments and all that good stuff. Low self-worth it can just steamroll into all sorts of other problems that really can follow someone throughout their entire lives. And so we hear this, and it's not Oprah, and it's not psychobabble. Psycho Having a good view of yourself is actually very, very important. So in order to develop that in our kids and not to overlook it and to make sure that they have a proper kind of Christ-centered view of themselves, first is... We can't simply just tell them how good they are all the time. I mean, that's one of the one of the issues that we have is we're just placing greatness on children for no reason whatsoever. And the child actually is smart enough to realize that, well, they're not that special and that fantastic. And I think I, in adulthood, well, even before that, I think I struggle in my salvific need for God. Hmm. Holy crap. Does that make me sound smart? Yes. I think I struggle in, at some level, feeling like I need God to make me better and righteous because I was told I'm good all the time. Yes. And that's an interesting point you're bringing up. We do, we tell, because again, we feel like they're this blank slate, we need to build into our children. We need to make sure they know. And so I'm told this all the time, so it's almost like God's kind of lucky to have me, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, we struggle in really needing God. Well, you know, I remember, gosh, I don't, I forget who the speaker was now, but, you know, he said, I would rather go and speak at a Hell's Angels convention in Daytona Beach than an upper middle class Christian private school because those kids have no need. They have none. Not only financial, but spiritually. Spiritually. They don't have You have, have been any. just pat on the back your whole You've entire life. You've checked every life. box. Yes. You're good. So the second thing is, is, is it's in order to build self-worth in our child, is to make sure that we allow for failure. We have to provide failure to our children. Fail, you know, the old, it, no pain, no gain. Our children have to fail because it's in failure that success has any worth whatsoever. And so we want them to experience success in their lives. Well, in order to do that and to benefit from that, they have to fail. So quit rescuing them. Quit running in behind and cleaning up after them. Let them fall. Let them scrape their knee. Let them bloody their chin. It's critical. When they play on the playground, don't germex them. Put them in a big, big vat of germex. Let them fail so that when they succeed and they don't like that feeling of failure, so they work harder with our encouragement 
and then they succeed, and then they have accomplished something. Well, I would just take it one step further again with with the salvation piece. They need to be told that they're terrible creatures. Yes. When they hit their sister, they need to say, that's bad. And you know what? You're bad. And you know what? I'm bad. And that's why we need Jesus. They can't be told that they're good all the time. We need to let them fail, and we need to tell them that they are totally depraved. There's not yes, a in a good, very kind way. There's not a good bone totally... in their body. You hit your sister, JJ, because you're sinful, and that's why we need Jesus. Amen? Amen. Pass the plate? Yes. All right. I don't have anything on me right now, but you, I, later, catch, catch me back up. The third thing is work. Work. Probably the greatest thing you can do for the self-worth of your child is work. We've said this repeatedly, but they need to start working at, at about age two, where if they make a mess, they clean that mess up. And then they mow the lawn, not for 20 bucks, but because they're a member of the family. And then when they're old enough, they go and get a job. And whether even before they're 16, maybe down at, at dad's office or whatever, a friend's business, you know, they're emptying trash cans or whatever. Because And then they earn money. They have money in their hand that they, by the sweat of their own va- brow, have earned that money. And so work is one of the most essential things for kids to feel good about themselves. I'm telling you, when I worked at the Ice House, when I was maybe 12 or 13. Like Phil's? Was it a burger joint? No. It was like an An Ice ice House. house. And I'm thinking, I was thinking 12, maybe 13. And several of us worked there. And it was the old kind where you'd pull up and on the outside, you would say, okay, I want a 12-pound block. And you would put money in and that allowed you to pull this lever, and you hear this bang, clap, boom, bing, bong, boing, bing, sh, boom, bam, bing, shaplap, and this 12-pound block of ice comes sliding out of this brick building. I wasn't even there, but you put me back there Didn't with I? those sound effects. It was a word picture. And one time we were in there, in the back, you would have these huge blocks of ice that had the, the blocks the kind of shaved in, and you had to chip around, and then the block would come off. Wait. Chip, 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 yes, chip. just like that. You had to chip it. And so I was in there one time in this block, you know, when you're 13 or 12, it was almost as big as you were, and chipping, and chip, 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 the chip, entire 600-pound or however, it just, just diagonally broke in half and slid down kind of at me. And I jumped out of the way, and all the other guys were going, whoa! And I said, fellas, if it wasn't for my cat-like reflexes, that would have gotten me. And then I went, dude, look. And I looked down, and the ice pick was stuck in my thigh. <laughs> and, oh, oh, oh. And so then you're I go. You're encouraging re- parents to make their children work. And, 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 and you're telling an ice pick story? Yes. It made me who I am. But then I went to pull it out. It wouldn't come out. It was stuck in my, my bone. bone. No. I've never heard this story. And they had to pull it out. And you got an ice pick stuck in, in my bone my leg. thigh bone. <laughs> Luckily, I'd seen enough John Wayne movies that we got a bullet and got the gunpowder out. The thigh bone's connected to the hip bone. <laughs> yeah. The thigh bone's connected to the ice pick. Yeah. So we work early 
and we work often. I felt so good about myself right when they were pulling that out of my thigh bone. But if we want to build self-worth in our children, they need to work. Work is not a bad thing. Work is a very good thing. Allow them to struggle. Make them work. And then I would say this, random expressions of love and pride, that we don't express our love and pride just when they bring home an A, just when they get a home run. So it's like, oh, I'm so excited that you're my child when you do something publicly that makes me look good. It's I'm just walking by, and I just pause, kiss you on top of the head, and say, I love you. I'm so proud of you for you get no a, reason. You get to see, man, I love you, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, absolutely. So and it's the random aspect of that that makes it sort of a, a very worthwhile procedure. Make them work, make them struggle, or allow them to struggle. Random encouragement and praise. Mm-hmm. I have contributed, tell them they're terrible creatures. Yes, but tell follow, them they're worthless. But follow that up with, that's why we need Jesus. We need to point out that they're bad. I can't stress that enough. That all humans are bad. Exactly, and that I'm bad is why bad. Why do you think and that's you why want we to do that? Jesus. Yes. Exactly. We have badness in us, and that's why we need Christ. Because I'm bad, I'm bad. This show you know is so it. off the rails. <laughs> it's Gosh, like we didn't it, plan it. Now it, I'm thinking child abuse, because hmm? I sang Michael Jackson. Oh, my Lord. It's now even more now off I'm the rails. I'm thinking about the documentary. Don't go there. Oh, We're boy. done. We need we to be are. done today. I'm bad. Uh, tell your you children they're it. terrible, allow them to struggle. Because they're make bad. Them work. Chamor. And praise them randomly is how you get good self esteem. Now, we make fun of this, but self esteem is actually a very critical issue. Chamon. That we <laughs> that we want to keep ever before us. Of That's course. what we're saying. Yeah. So they don't make bad decisions and ruin their life. Exactly. Or get ice picks stuck in their thigh bone. Yeah. And date the wrong person. Be manipulated in marriage. I like it. Tie a ribbon on it, Josh. If you want anything else. And you wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> Go to Paradox. All of your children are going to hate themselves because of this. You can find this episode, other episodes, our socials. I feel horrible about myself. Please don't review this one. <laughs> review There's a- others that you could review. Review others and share others. Not this one. Not this one. Take care. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Paradox.